Hello there and welcome back to the Showing Up To Your Life podcast and YouTube channel. My name is Art Burns and I'm really excited to be here with you. <laughs> you know, I've noticed that my uh, intro is becoming a little like, uh, I don't know, it sounds a little game showy somehow, like, hello and welcome to the Showing Up To Your Life. So anyway, that's not intentional. I'm working on it. And uh, I think what I need to do is I need to pre-record some sort of intro so that uh, everybody can, uh, you know, kind of uh, learn, you know, kind of notice it or recognize it or whatever. You know, I got to grow up with this a little bit and I will um, and this actually kind of uh, ties into what I want to say today and, but before I go into that first of all I want to just uh, reach out to everyone I know that um, over in the Northeast uh, where I am originally from and lived all my life until a couple of years ago most of my life anyway um, they were hit with a whole bunch of snow and so for all of you friends out there on the Northeast uh, New York Vermont uh, New Hampshire Maine Massachusetts New Jersey, all of y'all out there, uh, as well as Massachusetts, Connecticut, Rhode Island, all of you people over in the northeast uh, end of the United States. Um, I want you to know that I'm thinking about you. I'm holding you in my heart as uh, as I picture your your kids having a blast you know sledding and and making snowmen and and asking for hot chocolate and stuff but also I want you to know that I feel you as you're shoveling and as you're uh, digging yourself out of this whole thing and I just hope everybody's being safe and, and healthy and, and you're all okay we're actually getting a little more snow out here in Denver too uh, we've had a very snowy week like uh, the last like five days we have four days of snow or something like that so um, so I feel your pain and I just I want you to know that I'm there with you Okay, and so and, and if you're in some part of the world, you know, pause for a moment and, and think about the people who are, who are having it uh, a really difficult time right now. You know, it's, it's not easy, you know, digging out under like a few feet of snow and um, and yeah, and, and this is a, a, a practice of mindfulness in and of itself, right? To pause for a moment and, and consider what other people are going through because so many times and this is going to segue into what I'm talking about today so trust me it's not wasted um, you know so many times we we might um you know, we might kind of get wrapped up in our own stuff, right? Like, okay, you know, like, you know, finances are difficult, or maybe we're having some sort of argument with our, our spouse or significant other, partner, or friend, or, you know, perhaps work is a little difficult. Perhaps we're, you know, just ready not to be in quarantine anymore. You know, any of these things could be, could be true, and they're all valid, right? Like, this does not, you know, your, your, experiences with your difficulties are valid and they are important and it's important to recognize that you're having a difficult time right but sometimes when you when you can or not sometimes but all the time when you can also pause for a moment and and reflect on how other people are suffering too, you know? And, and of course, you know, I mean, I'm talking about the Northeast where they just had basically a snowstorm. I mean, they're used to the snowstorms. It's not, you know, most, sure, there might be some people who die from it and, and it might be, you know, tragic for certain people, but by and large, people are gonna get through it. It's a little inconvenience, you know? We can also stop and think about people who deal with devastating floods around the world and typhoons in the, uh, in the Far East and the, you know, Southeast Asia, um, you know, people dealing with uh, hunger and, and, and pollution and, and all kinds of issues that are happening out there. When we can pause for a moment and we can consider what other people are going through, it doesn't diminish our own, uh, you know, problems. And, that, and that's really a, a misconception a lot of times. You know, sometimes people think like, okay, well, if I just think about how horrible somebody else has it, then, I, you know, my stuff isn't that bad. But that's not true, right? That's not, that's not, 
you know, very helpful for you either, right? You want to recognize your struggles for what they are because it's all relative, right? Like, you know, just because you have what we call first world problems, you know, it doesn't mean that they're not valid problems to you. But, but what connecting to other people through suffering does is it is it at least makes you feel like okay I'm not alone in this it doesn't mean that my problems are less just because somebody else has has worse problems but what it means is that I am not alone in my suffering and if I can if I can feel that connection that that not being alone uh, you know in the world kind of thing well now I can you know I, I, I don't feel the same level of fear that I might have felt right and I don't feel the same level of hopelessness that I might have felt right I, I can feel like okay I'm not alone in this so therefore I can I can you know kind of hold that that connection to others and and that again that will relieve a little bit of the fear that's involved which means that you know the problem with fear and this is really what we're going to get into today is that you know when we are experiencing a difficult situation right and then we add fear into that difficult situation well then what that does is that creates stress right and when our bodies are in stress as I talk about here a lot you know we're in survival mode and therefore the solutions that we're likely to come up with you know to, to the difficult struggles that we might be experiencing well those solutions are not going to be as creative they're not going to be as innovative they're not going to be as as you know as as open and 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 aware as they would otherwise be if we didn't have that fear right so so in other words you know in the same way that i talk about a lot of other things and we're going to get into that in a second um you know when when we when we feel the fear associated with a difficult situation and the stress that that ensues from that well what that does is just it, you know in very simple terms it makes the bad situation worse Right. Whereas if we can manage the situations that we're in without the fear and without the ensuing stress that arises from the fear, well, then what we can do is we can make the bad situation not necessarily better and not worse, but we can at least tackle it for what it really is. We're not adding on another layer of difficulty to it. Okay, and I hope that makes sense to you. If you have any difficulty sort of understanding that concept, I invite you to, to you know, reach out to me and let me know because I can maybe explain it in a different way because it's really important because that's what we wind up doing. And now we're going to get into what I wanted to talk about today. You know, I was just on the on a call with a, a client of mine uh, a little earlier, and this client of mine is a, a really, you know, one of, you know, just an amazing person. Um, I've been working with this person for, you know, I think it's over a year now, so it's, which is amazing I just I, I have such such gratitude for the clients who I get to serve and 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 for for seeing their growth and and helping them through these kind of you know the the, the, the difficulties that we have because the thing is and this is something else I talk about a lot is that you know, we, you know, it's not like, you know, a lot of times when I say, okay, we're going to practice, I'm going to suggest you do this practice every day, right? So that you can, you know, maintain your, your state of equilibrium and homeostasis, not get stressed, not get, you know, uh, anxious and, and, and all turned around with things, you know, we're going to practice this to achieve this, this goal, right? But the thing is, and a lot of times we think like, okay, now I'm starting practice, right? Like, okay, I was never practicing before, now I'm gonna practice. But that's not accurate, right? The, the accurate way to say that is that we're gonna practice something new now because we have been practicing something 
all this time, right? Maybe not intentionally, and maybe we could even say unwittingly we've been practicing, but we have been practicing. Every time you react in a certain way to a certain, you know, uh, uh, stimulus, right, that is a practice. And every time you do something like that, for instance, you know, if every time, you know, you, um, you know, you get an email from, from your, your supervisor at work and, and you, you know, you have a certain reaction to that, well, that is the practice, right? So, so now every time you see that, that, um, that person's name on your email, you're automatically going to feel that way because the reason why it's automatic is because you've been practicing it, right? And that's where this work that I talk about here, the, the work of mindfulness practices and heartfulness practices, which is the compassion and empathy and everything that I talk so much about because I just love it. But the, the practices that we're doing, what we're doing is we're creating new habits. What I was explaining to my client this morning is, you know, he's an avid runner, right? And so, so if, if, if let's say every day of your life, right, you run two miles, right, and it's just your thing, right, every day you run two miles and do it in the evening, it feels great, it's a great time for you to clear your mind, you listen to your music, you get in shape, it's, it's all beautiful, right? Let's say one day you decide, okay, I'm going to run three miles today instead of two, right? Now, you've been running two miles for so long that your body knows what two miles feels like. So therefore, when you reach two miles and you've decided now that you're going to go that extra mile, your body is going to feel, wait a second, <laughs> this is when I'm supposed to stop, right? And this is when I, you know, what's going on here, right? And that's what's gonna make that last mile much harder. We would think that, okay, if I've run two miles for so long, I have such conditioning that adding another mile shouldn't be a big deal, but it's going to be a big deal to your body. It's not a big deal to your mind, it's a big deal to your body, right? So that's the way in which habits kind of, you know, manifest themselves, right? And, and that's what we try to, uh, you know, address and, and, and kind of take advantage of in a way with these mindfulness practices, right? Because when you do this practice over and over and over and over again, right? Whether it's the practice of self-compassion, compassion for others, whether it's the simple pause that we're going to build on today, um, whether it's meditation every morning, whatever it is, when you do that over and over and over and over again for about a month, it becomes a practice. So for instance, let's say you do a, a meditation every morning, right? For say five minutes every morning, you know, before you get dressed, before you get ready for work, whatever, you, you do a five minute meditation, right? You do that every day for a month, right? Well then on the, the, the 33rd day that you wake up, right? Your, your body's gonna be like, okay, it's time to meditate, right? And if you don't do the meditation, then something's gonna feel off, right? And if we're paying attention to it, we'll know that the reason why it feels off is because our body is so accustomed to meditating that that's what it wants to do, right? So, so a habit is something that your body knows how to do better than your mind knows how to do it, right? And so that's the idea, right? Now, um, <clears throat> Getting back to, to the original point here, right, is that when we, you know, so, so, you know, we talk a lot in mindfulness practices about just simple non-judging awareness. And as I talked about earlier this week, you know, when we can see our, our experiences in life as, as just sort of a phenomenon that, that, that arises 
it exists for a time and then it passes, right? When we when we can look at things like that, okay, and that could be anything from a physical thing that's happening in the world, or it could be our emotions, or it could be um, you know a traffic jam. It could be anything, right? If we, you know, and literally, I mean that every single experience that we have, we can look at as something that arises. It's it exists for a time and then it dis and then it just goes right and it moves on right it passes right now again how much time that is is different right Do, you know depending on what we're dealing with right so if you if you break a bone right there's you know eight to ten to twelve weeks of time before that bone heals right whereas if you're just in a, a, a difficult emotion that you're feeling that could be as little as 90 seconds right so, so that 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 it's not a fixed kind of thing right but, but if we can look at everything that we're experiencing as just this sort of phenomenon that is arising, is existing for a moment, and then it is passing, right? Now we can start to, you know, when we look at things that way, we, what the objective here is to release the judgment of these experiences that we have, right? So we don't say, okay, this is a good experience versus this one over here is a bad experience, right? The, because the minute we do that, okay, something really important happens. And I know I've talked about this before, so please bear with me. If you've seen this, if you've seen me talk about it or heard me talk about this before, I, I'm going to invite you to listen again because this is so intrinsic and so basic to the concepts of everything that I'm talking about and is really the way in which you can live a stress-free life and not operate from that place of, of fear and, and hyper-arousal, which again, makes your decisions and your solutions less creative, less innovative, less compassionate, less compassionate for yourself and others, less constructive, less purposeful, <laughs> less all the things that you want, right? Because what happens is, right, is that the moment that we say, okay, this is a good experience, and this is a bad experience, right? What happens there is that we engage in, in one or the other, right? If it's a good experience, we, we engage in clinging to that good experience, right? And if it's, if it's what we say, this is a bad experience, then what we wind up doing is we avert that, we, we push away from that experience, right? Because we don't want it, right? It's a bad experience, right? Now, of course, it doesn't see, and this is where this, this stuff gets very slippery and, and tricky and sneaky on us, right? Because it doesn't seem like a bad thing, right? So like if you have a toothache, right? Like that would be considered a bad experience, right? Like, and most of us would agree that a toothache is, is anything but a good experience, right? But here's the thing, when, if we can instead view it as something that is just happening. It's neither good nor bad. It's uncomfortable, but it's neither good nor bad. It's just a situ uh, an experience that has arisen. It's going to exist for a time, that time being the time between now and when I can get to the dentist to get it, get whatever is wrong with it repaired, you know, whatever that means, you know, and then it will pass. Right, and so so when we can, if we don't look at it that way, and instead we look at it as a bad experience, right? What we're doing is we don't want that bad experience, so we're going to push it away again, right? And when we're doing that, what we're doing is we're engaging in the emotion of fear, 
Okay, so so when you're you know when you're feeling like okay this is a bad experience I'm afraid of it I don't want this thing because we're we're going to be afraid of things that we judge as bad right and 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 so therefore the the you know the the toothache is still going to be the toothache right but now you're sitting here thinking about how bad it is to have a toothache and how how horrible this is and 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 then you start thinking about you know and this is the way the mind works as soon as you you kind of enter into that stress of of your body right you're you know remember the the cycle of the thoughts the emotions and the sensations of your body right you have this thought that it's a bad thing to have a toothache right and now you have an emotion about that that bad thing that's a, a toothache. Now that emotion is gonna start with something along the lines of fear or some version of fear, right? And now you can have a physical sensation other than the toothache, obviously, right? There's gonna be some sort of manifestation of this, this, um, this emotion of fear, which then is going to send a signal back to your brain, which is going to make your brain come up with another thought that engages in that same fear because now your brain feels like there's something really, really wrong. Not just a toothache, right? It, it's, it's more than just a toothache now, right? The toothache has become this really big thing. And now you might have the thought of, you know, what does it mean that I have a toothache? Does this mean that I'm not a good person because I didn't take care of my teeth? Now I feel the, the emotion of shame. And now that shame has another, you know, uh, sensation. And now I have another thought like, you know, like now I'm angry because my parents didn't train me well enough to, to you know, to floss and brush my teeth. You see how that happens. And, and that, that just becomes a, you know, like a snowball. Right, and, and every time it comes around, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And now you have much more problems than just a simple toothache right and that's how this stuff works right so so again but the, it comes that bigger problem comes from judging the toothache as something that is bad now you know many of uh, many of you out there are probably thinking well then there can't be anything wrong with with judging something as good right like if i you know if i i get a you know if if you know i wake up in the morning and i feel great you know like that's not a you know if i judge that as a good thing that can't be bad right art well, in a sense, you're right, but the problem is that once we judge something as good, the same way we judge something as bad, when we judge something as good, we cling to it, right? Now, again, you might think, you know, the instinct is to say, well, there's nothing wrong with clinging to something that's good, right? Because it's good. It's, it's you know, there's nothing unhealthy, there's nothing dangerous, there's nothing, you know, so why not cling to it? Well, here's why not. Because in the clinging, right, what we've done now is we've engaged in fear again, but now it's not the fear of the thing itself. It's not the fear of feeling good, but it's the fear of what happens when the feeling good goes away, right? And now I'm, I'm worried about that. And now I have this, this, you know, again, it's the same process, right? So now it's like, you know, I mean, I guess, you know, if you want me to go through the process again, so, so we have this thought, like, I feel really good, you know, and I have this emotion of, of, you know, again, if I judge it as feeling good, that emotion is still gonna be fear, right? So I'm gonna be, gosh, I wish I could feel this way forever, you know? And now I feel fear that I, I'm not gonna feel this way forever. And now that, that sensation in my body is again going to be something of, 
you know, that, that's inspired by fear. It's going to be a little different from the, the toothache fear, but it's still going to be a fear. And now I think, oh my gosh, what do I have to do to make this happen? And now, of course, now I'm off the rails, right? Because, you know, what am I going to do to, what, what can I do to make this feeling last longer, right? And now, you know, when an email comes in or, or the phone rings or something, no, you're, you're taking away this moment, you know? And again, that all comes from the fear and the, and the stress that's caused by the fear, right? So I, I don't know if that last example made a whole lot of sense to you, but if I hope you get what I'm going for here. Um, so the, the idea then, right, and what mindfulness invites us to do, right, is to not judge the experiences, right? So, so this, this good feeling is just something that has arisen. It's going to exist for a time, and then it's going to pass, Right? And if I can accept that it is, it is something that is arising and it's going to, to exist for a time and, and, I, and then it's going to go, then that acceptance is what's going to keep me from feeling like, oh no, I got to do something to make it happen, right? And then I won't feel that. And then, and then so ultimately what happens is I feel the, the happiness in a stronger way. And I feel that goodness in a, in a stronger way, more fully. So I enjoy it more, right? And likewise, if I, if I feel like, okay, you know, I have this, this negative, you know, fear about this toothache that I have, right? Beyond just the pain, the physical pain. Because again, the physical pain is simply an experience, right? It's, a, it's a, an unpleasant experience, perhaps, but it is just an experience. It arises, it hurts right now, right? And it's going to hurt for a time, but then it will pass, right? And there's a great little exercise for that is that when you wake up in the morning, notice that you don't have a toothache, right? Notice that you don't have a, a backache, a footache, a, a bellyache, whatever it is, right? Unless, of course, you do. But then if you, if you practice every morning, you know, waking up or at any time during the day, you notice that I don't have these maladies, you know, throughout whatever they are, right? You can list whatever it is for you. For me, it would be like a toothache, a headache, a stomach ache, a foot ache, a back ache, all that, right? Like I'm not feeling any of that. So then if I say that to myself every day, you know, and I really notice it every day and I notice that I don't have this, you know, backache every single day. And then one morning I wake up and my back does hurt. It's like, well, I have this reference of all these other days where my back didn't hurt. So now I can, I can reassure myself that it is a very impermanent sensation that's happening and it's gonna go away soon enough, right? So I don't have to engage in the fear about it. I can just, you know, stretch a little. I can maybe take a pain reliever. I can maybe lie down on my back a little bit to try to get it to feel a little bit better so I can kind of focus on my day because the pain might be distracting, right? But I don't have to get into this like, oh, why me, you know? Because that's where we make it, again, something that's bigger than just a backache, right? And so, so in every situation, and here's where a little practice is coming up for all of you folks. I hope people are still listening at this point. But, um, you know, in every situation that you find yourself engaged in stress and the emotions that, that, that inspire, that, that cause the stress, right, which is fear, in every situation, there is something, there is either one of two things is happening. Either you are 
not, you're clinging to something that you should let go, right? Like let go of the fact that it's a good feeling. Just let it go, just let it be, right? Or you're, you're not accepting something like a toothache, like the fact that this toothache is here right now and it's just going to be a matter of time before it can be relieved, but accepting that for what it is, right? And, and again, it doesn't mean that the tooth hurts less because you accept it, but what it means is that you're not adding another dimension of, of emotional stress on top of the toothache that's already you know, bringing you down, right? So, so the idea then is in every situation, right <laughs> that we're feeling stress and 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 challenged emotionally right any emotional trigger that you have there is almost always in fact probably 100 percent of the time there's either something that you're clinging to that you could let go or there's something that you you are are grasping to or, or there's something that you're you're pushing away in aversion that you should be accepting okay now here's a great practice for you and this is what my my client and friend this morning talked about you know today is that you can train yourself to constantly be asking right you know what is it is there something right now rather let me rephrase it is there something right now that i should be letting go of or is there something that i should be accepting Right? And if you train yourself, because again, now you've been practicing your whole life just automatically clinging and averting, right? You've, you've been practicing that all your life, right? And so, so there's no intention, there's no non-judging awareness of what is happening because you haven't trained yourself to do it, right? And unwittingly, by always, you know, kind of indulging in the clinging or the aversion, you have trained yourself to do that. Right? So now we can, in about 30 days, you can train yourself to ask the question, is there something I need to accept in this situation or is there something I need to, to, uh, to, to uh, um, uh, let go of in this situation? Right? And if we train ourselves to do that, then what happens is every situation that arises, you're gonna have this little subtle, little tiny voice in your head saying, hey, is this something you should be accepting or letting go of, right? So in order to train that for yourself, it's super simple, okay? What I'd, I'd invite you to do is four times every day, okay? So whatever times you're gonna do is, is up to you, but, but I'm just gonna throw out a, a little example. So at nine o'clock in the morning, at 12 o'clock noon, at three o'clock in the afternoon, and at six o'clock in the, in the evening, right? It, when the clock strikes those four times, okay, what you do is you just pause for a few moments, you know, take a couple of breaths and just, you know, just really, <sighs> you know, center yourself with a couple of mindful breaths, just really paying attention to, to you know, the, the breath coming in and out of your body, right? And now simply ask yourself right now, is there anything happening that I should accept or that I could accept or something that I could let go of, right? And the, the idea here is to develop, again, the habit of doing this because if you're asking yourself those two questions all the time then chances are you will be able to see or not chances are it's, it's absolute that you will be able to see after you've practiced for a while you will be able to see that yes I'm clinging to this thing and that's what's causing me discomfort and if I just let go of it the discomfort goes with it 
okay? Same thing with the acceptance on the other side of the equation, all right? So, so again, four times a day, space them out, but here's the thing, make them the same time every day because that's how your body is going to develop a habit. Your body's gonna recognize after a certain period of time, your body's gonna recognize the, the, the pattern, right? That it's this time, this time, this time, this time. Again, what times those are, that's up to you. I just recommend spreading them out throughout the day as much as you can, right? But if you do that at the same time every day, here's how, here's how a, a, a habit gets formed, right? There's the cue, there's the process, there's the reward. So the cue is it's nine o'clock I'm asking myself these questions the process is asking myself these questions the the reward is I'm working on myself I'm working to relieve my stress and I know this is helping me and then after a few weeks you're gonna find yourself less stress and now that's when we're cooking with gas because now that's a real big reward and, and the more that happens the more solid and deep these habits are gonna be and then before you know it, you are feeling a lot less stress in your body. All right, so if you'd like more information about this or you have any questions, please just reach out and let me know. Okay, you can drop a comment below. You can send a direct message. You can send me an email. You can go over to my website, artburnscoaching.com. Uh, book a free call with me. It's any way you want to do it. I invite you to get in touch with me and let's chat about this, all right? Because I'm here to help you. And speaking of which, do those YouTube things, do the podcast things, the, the subscribe, the, the um, uh, comment, the share, uh, and like on the uh, YouTube side and on the, on the um, uh, podcast side, just rate and review because this will help to elevate me in the algorithms, which will help me to get in front of more people to de deliver these messages that could help people. And that, again, is something that you can connect with. Just like you know the snow and the, and the troubles that people are having around the world, you can can say okay if I do this every time you know if I if I like every video that I watch of arts and I make a comment and I rate not review the the podcast well what happens is that I am going to connect to somebody out there who needs the help right and without even thinking about that that's something that's gonna happen in the background of your mind it's gonna be very very good for you okay so uh, so please in, indulge me and and, uh, and, and and do that for yourself, all right? So thanks very much for listening. I wish you well. Have a great weekend. Again, hope you all dig yourselves out okay and hope you don't hurt your back by shoveling too much. And, uh, and if you, anybody needs to talk, you know where to find me. All right, everybody. Thanks a lot. Talk to you soon. Take care.